0: from the titans have some major COVID headlines as they prepare for the miami dolphins who are on monday night football coming up here tonight we are pleased to be joined to the mark spain real estate hotline to kick off the four o'clock our voice of the titans mike keith reacting to all the titans news here today mike good afternoon how are you I will Uh, Great to have you with us, and uh, let's just start here with the headlines today with Julio Jones, Buster Screen, Nick Westbrook-Akina, and Bud Dupree heading on the COVID-19 list. Uh, Bad news for a couple of guys in particular, Mike, and Bud Dupree and Nick Westbrook-Akina, who are coming off pretty terrific weeks on Thursday.
1: Yeah, and Buster Screen's been starting and playing great football for us, and, you know, overall, I just think it's, it's it's kind of where everybody in the league is right now. Uh what we're seeing is that the Omicron variant is very contagious and it's it's hitting teams all over the league in different ways and uh this news today certainly not good for the Tennessee Titans, but the hope is that because it's Monday and they have the ability to, you know, test out of this at some point if they're feeling better and can get negative tests, there are possibilities of getting them back. You mentioned that we've already gotten a couple of guys back who hit the list last week. Uh, so, you know, we just have to keep our fingers crossed that it, it doesn't get any worse and that we get some people back.
0: Yeah. Elijah Mold and Roger Saffold, the two, of course, like you said, activated off of the COVID list uh, here today as well. Uh, those two guys kind of had different timeframes as well. One five days, one seven days, uh, on the COVID list, but Mike, we've spent a lot of this show so far talking about Dylan Radins and the way that he played on Thursday and kind of building another depth piece for the Titans on the offensive line. Uh, there's going to be more guys asked to step up mornings of games uh, all across the league like Dylan's Ra- Dylan Radins was on Thursday. Uh, what specifically did you make of the way he played and how did the Titans kind of move forward with him and, and utilize him over these last couple of games?
1: Was it too big for him? he was prepared i thought he went in and looked like he knew what he was doing when you watch the tape back you love the way he battled Uh, i don't think there's anybody who will see it and and say it was a perfect performance but you can certainly work with the athleticism he has the fact that he's had a whole season to work around a lot of professionals he's obviously put in a lot of time and he played with a lot of confidence and i think the the preparation showed up because he he knew where guys were coming from. He knew where he had help. He he seemed to understand how to do that job. And that's the part of being a pro football player, but in particular being a pro offensive lineman that is often the biggest trick. And that is, how do you do that job and do it well? And the only way you do it is by working at it, by learning from a Saffold, a la a Nate Davis, a Ben Jones, guys of that ilk, guess what, Will? He's been paying attention, and right. I think it showed up out there on Thursday night.
2: Mike, good to hear your voice. Good to talk to you after the holidays, my man. Um, got to, Glad I got good to see good you. A good little to be early. with you, Ron Slay. My man. So we haven't been able to talk to you since the game, but I want to say, and I want to know your feeling, going into that game on Thursday, once they start naming guys who are going to be out and this, that, and the other, um, I was a little leery, but what made me rest my soul was yeah. Jeff Simmons getting snubbed. Now, you ain't got to agree with it, and nobody else does, but when I say snub, they need to find another word for it. But him being left out of this Pro Bowl selection and then him going on Instagram and posting a line going hunting, that did it for me, and that made me double up on my bet for this game against the Titans because I felt <laughs> this defense – was going to play outstanding. And they did right, regardless of how they did it, they did enough to hold on until that offense got to clicking. What do you think about this defense moving forward, using that game as a staple?
1: I think what you see is a defense that is moving to a different level, and Mm -hmm. we thought they would the second half of the year as they got more comfortable. And we see an offense in the second half that looked like the offense from the first half of the year in terms of its ability to make some plays and to be explosive. I think we saw special teams in the second half mm-hmm. that were outstanding. Brett Kern punted the best he had in six weeks. Uh, they covered kicks. They, I mean, they did everything well. And I, as I watched the second half of that football game, I thought that's the team that I believe that can contend with anybody. Right. That's the team that if they play like that, They've got a chance to do something really special in January. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to see more of. I, I'll I'll tell you to do one thing, Ron. Go back and look at the Imani Hooker interception mm-hmm. and watch what Jeff Simmons did to make that happen. Okay. If you haven't if you haven't gone back and seen the rush and seen the way he affected the throw, mm-hmm. his stat line says Jeff Simmons two tackles. Yeah. What it should say is he should be given a credit for a turnover on that play because he caused that pick and that was classic big Jeff taking a man backwards yeah. and making a play even when he didn't get a stat for it.
2: Yeah. And that's that that's exactly what I, I the day after we were talking on air and that's what Dawn said to us. She was like, "Well, he didn't do so much on the stats." I said, "Man, I'm going to tell you one thing. If you just watch the game, his impact on the game so others could thrive was phenomenal. Just like you said, sure. phenomenal. A- 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 A.J. Brown, Jeff Simmons, man, was just that and some more. So I, I salute, man. What do you What do you think about this team um, offensively moving forward with a little bit of chemistry coming back with Ryan and A.J.? It's just something different about those two when you got a comfort zone, huh?
1: Well, what you're going to see is you're going to see other guys get to eat now because the other team's going to be so worried about A.J. And that's that's what A.J. will open up for other receivers. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know who's going to play receiver Sunday. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, <hopefully. right. laughs> uh, um, that's what A.J. does. Yeah. That That's what makes him so special. That's what a one does. Yeah. We went years without a one here. And when you don't have one – and we did not have one you know certainly during the point that AJ was out you can tell the difference mm-hmm. they they create space they create things to happen they create dread and if you look at a couple of AJ's catches, he was one step away from breaking out of a tackle and doing something really special yeah. with the football yeah. i I you know I'm a huge AJ Brown fan I have been since they drafted him. I love this player. I, I, I love him as a human being, too. I just think he's the best. And I, I love what he brings us on the field. He and Jeff, you know, especially coming out of that draft class, and then you bring in Bud Dupree, and you bring in Zach Cunningham, and you you bring in these guys who they're they're not there to lose. Mm-hmm. They're not there to place or to show. They're there to win. Yeah. And you've got to make winning plays in key situations because these games in the NFL come down to four or five plays. If you've got the dudes who are going to make that happen, you have a chance to win.
0: And, Mike, it seems like it's almost the offensive equivalent of what Coach Mack talks about so much, where he says if you can get pressure with four, you can do so many good things defensively. If you can throw it up and win one-on-one on on offense, it opens up everything else. And it really seemed like that free play where Ryan Tannehill just chucked it up and A.J. Brown did what he does and came down with it – really seemed to be the catalyst for this team. And, you know, it, throwing it up to A.J. Brown one-on-one is not the worst strategy for this team as long as Derek Higgins no.
1: I mean it, uh, Honestly, Will, it's a great point because it's that's not risky. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he doesn't lose. Right. I mean, okay, so maybe it's incomplete, whatever. I mean, he had another one he was interfered on in the end zone <laughs> yeah. that should have been passing. Inter- the guy hit him twice yeah. before the ball got there. And so the payback was really the 42-yarder. And it was just a – I mean, it was a sensational play by a, a big-time football player. And I, I'm walking into Nissan Stadium right now, and I'm looking at these giant murals, and I'm looking at Jeff, and I'm looking <laughs> at Bud Dupree, and I'm looking at A.J. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what thats what these Tennessee Titans are blessed with right now. We got another one at running back who's, who's dinged up right now who's also awfully special. Mm-hmm. But when you have special players – you have a chance to to do something. And we're to the point in the year where the special players have to show up. They are the ones who make the difference. The role players don't generally win the big games down the stretch. They help you. Mm-hmm. But the big, the big guys win the big games down the stretch. And that's what Jeff did the other night, and that's what Tannehill did the other night as well.
0: Mike, quickly on the way out, Dane Crookshank holds George Kittle to two catches for 21 yards. I don't think people are talking enough about how incredible that is. I know Mike Vrabel mentioned it in his press conference today as well, but pretty phenomenal considering how good that guy George Kittle is. But Probably the best tight end not named Travis Kelsey or maybe just the best tight end overall in the league, and Dane Crookshank had a terrific day.
1: Well, and the thing about Kittle that's so tough, is he's so physical in the run game and in the pass game and he's gonna make you work every single play because of his physicality. Some some tight ends are just big receivers, let's face it. They're they're power forwards in basketball who are who are playing football. And then some guys are big nasty football players who can really do something and this this kettle is a lot like Gronkowski in terms of his physicality. And Dame You know, Dane's shown up a lot this year. When we went through the winning streak back in October into November, Dane made a lot of big plays and started some games for us. I I think he could be a candidate for most improved Titan in year two. Mm. You probably have to give that to Christian Fulton, but Dane Cruikshank would be at the top of the list. For him to be playing as much in the secondary as he has played this year and playing this well, gaining this kind of confidence, it's a big deal.
0: Voice of the Titans, Mike Keith, has been our guest here on 3HL. Brought to you, as always, by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Mike, great stuff, as always. We appreciate it.
2: All right, guys. Tighten up. Hey, Mike, real quick, before you go, Mike. Mike
0: left. True, that's my bad. Oh, you hung Mike up. No, I didn't. No, no
2: oh, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. All
0: right, that's
2: cool. He, he had to go, go. I felt no, bad, too. He good. said he was yeah. walking
0: in Nissan you know, Stadium. Mike, like,
2: Mike, well, you shouldn't have called Mike. We're going to hold you forever. <laughs> Vot. <laughs> it's cool. I got my guy, Red B, here, so I'm going to ask him anyway.